So thanks for coming back to the Carl Higby Show, which formerly known as Liberty and Cocktails. I'm sitting here with Rob O'Neill <laughs> at his apartment in the city, and I walk in, and he's watching the Food Network. Uh, Rob, how you doing, man? I'm well. I'm well. Food Network. That's my, my go-to. That's your go-to? When I don't have the news on, I'm tired of hearing about... Um, you know, the 24-hour news cycle, like, pretty much the same story every single hour. So it's like, yeah. I'll, I'll flip over here and watch some, some someone else's opinion. Man versus food or um, bizarre foods or whatever. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh, it, it's, I was, the other day I was watching Fox News and I was just like, Jesus, is this like the same story over and over yeah. and over again? What's that? You, once you get in the news cycle, you just gotta, yeah. but they got to keep talking. 24 hours. You gotta, I mean, you know. Have you ever seen Shep Smith report like the news live? It's... He's like, well, yeah, and, um, and I think he's good. I, I just I couldn't talk like that. No, he no no he's yeah he's a, he's a pro. He I can like talk it. about nothing uh-huh. for an hour. Yes, he can. <laughs> I like how he gets his producers involved too. He's got his own studio there. Yeah, and uh, those are all his peeps and his. Uh, I don't think I've ever been in that studio. It's yeah, when he cool. walks over to the microphone, it's like, yo, yeah, what, what what do you think about this? It's pretty funny. They're like, uh, I, I don't know, I just work here, man. <laughs> So I want you know I wanted to talk to you about some stuff and you know what's trending now is the patriotism and or the lack thereof from people on the left and I you know this Kaepernick thing this morning pissed me off to no end. I was annoyed because he's waged a campaign about how bad America is yet he is a um, you know a black man growing up in America that started these protests over racial inequality particularly in regards to you know police brutality mm-hmm. and things like that. But what he doesn't recognize is the fact that he was adopt, raised and adopted by a white family, raised Christian. You know, he has never had any type of uh, any any type of restrictions or discrimination against him to the extent that has hindered him. He's on a football field protesting the very flag that you and I absolutely love, yep. bled, and died for, and are willing to die for. And he's making 40 times what his average white constituents is making in an NFL that is comprised 70% of black people. Like, where's the inequality? Yeah, I think that that started off as um, laziness. I think that because I, I, he's dating Nessa, that uh, she's a DJ with some, you know, far left views. I think she kind yeah. of encouraged him to do it. And he just, if you notice, he sat down and then he was wearing the, uh, the pig's pig socks yeah. and he had to come up with a an excuse for for what he was doing I think and and uh, um, I, you know I I, I I think it's the wrong time to be doing it I think that sports and entertainment should unite us especially sports but at the beginning of a game any sporting event that's one minute where you can put your political differences aside and just stand there as Americans <clears throat> and um, I've never been um, treated the way some people have been treated growing up as a white guy in Montana <laughs> and like I was saying earlier every time I've been in handcuffs I deserved it but uh, um, <clears throat> I was saying, well, I'm a white guy from Greenwich, Connecticut, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. Hashtag white privilege. <laughs> but I, um, I, I don't understand. You know, I, I just, I really don't think that. I know a lot of NFL players. I really don't think they're trying to disrespect the troops. Yeah. But if you need to keep explaining why you're doing something, why you're protesting, you're doing yeah. it wrong. And like we were just talking about before, I mean, it, it's. I, I haven't met a vet yet that it doesn't piss off and it, yeah. if even though you say you're not trying to disrespect the vets if the vets tell you you're being disrespectful do it another way yeah. i think the cowboys did it right um they brought the whole team out uh they stood for the national anthem they all took a knee together after the anthem yeah there's a protest right there that's good yeah St- i'm standing cool stand i'll go and take a knee after the anthem with them yeah exactly because i mean i don't look I, I know a lot of cops I, I know a lot of different people different races right um and i i, I don't think the the cops are bad people i don't know what it's like to be you know 
to deal with brutality, but I, I just think the national anthem is not the time to do it. You know, but I, I'm against brutality. Yeah, well, nobody is for brutality. I would hope not. That's like all the, these liberal gun nuts are like, well, if you support the NRA, you're for gun violence. No, you idiot. Nobody's for gun violence. I don't think violence. so. I don't think so. And I've always said too about the gun thing. Yeah, I could put a loaded 45 on the table yeah. and not touch it. Ten thousand years, it won't hurt anybody. It right, can exactly. sit there. It's the person. It's the intent. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the create, and you know that goes to the 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 whole thing we're seeing now with the intent of of people. Like, what's the intent of the protest? I mean, it doesn't. It, it's not raising awareness for anything, but people being pissed off and politically divided. Well, it, it, it does. I think it, it does divide. I think I think it has it. And and right now, it's, uh, about Kaepernick, it's uh, it's not about his his. It, it's now it's about his contract. Right. He was blackballed, so he's going to sue the NFL. Yeah. He got this big Nike contract. This is this is. I mean, hey, he's you know, he's, he's capitalist, I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, for somebody who rails against the system as much as he yeah, does. he's making a lot of money hating this country. Exactly, that is something too. It's you know, they, there's been this movement, and it's I wouldn't even say it's. I mean, it is almost exclusively the left, but it, it, it is a lot of people now, especially younger. I mean, I'm 35. How old are you? 42. You're oh, yeah, you're right. Old. I look good. Yeah. Well, I was going to say something totally different. <laughs> um, so, no, nah, I mean, I'm 35, so it's like my generation and younger, especially on the college campuses, they're being taught almost to, like, hate America. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it sucks because you only know what you're taught. Right. And, um, I mean, a lot, I mean, look at the, they call it democratic socialism now. Yeah, what the they, hell is that? Yeah, our grandparents fought against socialism in World War II. Right. And, and now they're just rolling over in their graves because of what's happening now. Because even the, the Marxists said that um, take over the media, take over the entertainment, take over the schools, we'll have them implode from within, and that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, it's... I, you know, I, I would hope that... that, you know, the whole socialism thing sounds good if, if it worked. Like everyone be equal, great, but it just it doesn't, it doesn't, work. doesn't work that way. I mean, you already won the lottery by being born in this country, and you were given the freedom to, you know, pursue happiness. Right. And you can do whatever you want. I mean, look at me—a fat white kid from Montana who couldn't swim became a Navy SEAL because of a positive <laughs> attitude. I, I'll tell you what. I, I mean, it's a, you know, there's a there's a there's a a buddy system there, as we know, swim buddies. But yeah. you're you're busting your ass. I was a, at SEAL training. You know, it's like yeah, middle school. I was a fat, pudgy kid with <laughs> earrings and long hair, wore Hawaiian shirts. I mean, <laughs> nobody that's, really perceived me as your typical team. No, guy. and what's what's cool too is I said I always say too, Navy SEALs are. Uh, it's one of the last places with equal opportunity. You have an equal opportunity to show up. Yeah, exactly. and then you perform. Exactly. That's it. I mean, that's I, I see I see all this stuff as equal opportunity is being superseded by equal achievement and everybody if you don't achieve it's not i mean it's not because uh and you see this now with harvard it, all the, the the discrimination against asians they've been saying like look asians can't come into harvard is that what they're saying oh yeah why so well because Cause they're so much smarter than us yeah like <laughs> demographically historically you know everything but you would think you want the best performers there That's right but and what has been what the harvard people have said or alluded to this is not an exact quote is like do you want harvard to be 80 percent asian Look, I want the best man or woman for the job yeah, that's, that's coming out that's of Harvard. What, that's what I'm saying. I don't care what color. They I, are. I've said that too. Like if they, if they're competing as like uh, aviators in the Navy, if, yeah. if there are five spots, if the top five are Asian females, I want five Asian females. Exactly. That's what I mean. Just the performance. I don't. know. Yeah. Especially yeah. if I'm, I'm either they're pre-med or pre-law. Like I want the yeah, best yeah. damn person <laughs> defending me. You know. I don't care. I don't care who you are. Yeah, I don't no care kidding. If you walk on your hands <clears throat> or what. But. Yeah, but it's interesting to talk about that because a lot of the. 
a lot of I, I don't think these are necessarily bad people. Right. They just they, a lot of the, just the emo I, like I bet Colin Kaepernick is a nice guy. I've never met him. Yeah. Just what are you doing? You yeah. Know? Come well, on. I know from other team guys who knew Barack Obama worked in the White House. Yeah. They were like, look, he's a, actually a pretty nice guy. He just his policies were were yeah. awful. I, when I met him uh, after the Bin Laden raid, he, well, we, everyone was in a good mood. Yeah. But yeah, he seemed great. Yeah, because he made his career. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> 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 hey, that was a that was a, that was a team effort. I mean, that that took guts to uh, to to to. He's got to figure uh, if, when you get that far in politics, you're a politician. Yeah. And you, what the the Risk the, the only thing a, f- a first term president wants is a second term. Mm-hmm. And if we fail that mission, he he doesn't get elected. So yeah. that's 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 a gutsy call. And pl- I mean, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And you know, I mean, that, that's the thing too is like. I always say that like I hated Barack Obama's policies. I thought they were terrible. I didn't care what color his skin was, but I thought that his like anti-American, big globalist sentiment was terrible. But I'll always I'll give him credit. Look, the guy was well spoken. Oh yeah, very intelligent, and he'll probably go down as the greatest politician in our lifetime. One of the best speakers too. Yeah, exactly. I remember the first time I heard he did a keynote in what was that? 04? something like that. Or 08. No, no, he no oh four. It was 04, yeah. the Keynote, yeah. And he, I remember, I remember the first he was time a I, senator. yes, yeah. the first time I ever heard him speak, I was like, wow, that guy's going to be president. Yeah. You know? Same, same way with John James. Well, there was some <laughs> times like I'd hear him sell like total crap policies. I'd be like, man, I kind of want to like him. He sounds really good. You know, yeah. but, and, but that's, you know, now people saw that and they saw what we got out of it. And that's, you know, enter the, the rise of Trump. People are like, I'm tired of, of people who just talk and don't do. Yes. And that's pretty much politics. Yeah. You know, party politics is, is yeah. that's my, like. Underneath Al Qaeda, that's like my least favorite thing, yeah. because it's like uh, if you're just you're, you're there. It's up your, there though. You're there for your party. Yeah, both sides. Like, yeah. Let's do something. You know, that's why I like to see a lot of vets get into politics, because Democrat or Republican veterans will get in the same room and discuss it. Right, and that, you know that's the thing too. Is like, look, I got crucified by CNN. I mean, we were talking about it earlier, yeah. and not one of them. You know. 36 hit pieces on me. Didn't, not uh, one invite. Prime to, yeah, not one invite to shows that I had been on almost daily during the campaign. And nobody wanted me to fight back. They always say, like, well, you know, the headline is Carl Higby racist and blah, 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 or whatever. But I was like, dude, I spent my summers doing mission trips to Central America. Like, Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was literally the head of national community service for America. That was the job I resigned from. So I was spent my time exclusively in low-income, urban areas, helping people out, helping veterans get off opioid. Like, so you know, it's kind of like it's politics, right? You get involved with politics, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna dig up something. Play with fire, you're gonna get burned. That's I exactly guess. right. Yeah, yeah. And they, so, uh, then ratings, man. The negative negativity gets ratings. Uh, the every, positive stuff. What's nice though is I, like, I'm on the speaking circuit, and I get to travel a lot. And, yeah, um, if anybody's seen your Instagram, they know. <laughs> <laughs> but I get to talk to people, and uh, it's not that it's not as bad as it's not as bad out there as yeah. people like to portray it. Like. Well, the thing is, too, if you walk twenty miles outside of the three major media markers—L.A., New York, D.C.—everybody is completely different. I mean, look at the electoral map; it's all red except for the urban yep. cities. Mm-hmm. You know, Manhattan's like deep blue. Oh yeah, there. And I mean Montana, I don't think there is blue in Montana. Um it's it, it, well, a lot of people are moving out of California up to Montana, so it's it's purple. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're getting up there. They they like they a lot of the liberal policies um kind of negatively affect some of the community, so they move out and bring their policies with them. Shocking. All right. Yeah. You know, I, I saw an interesting article it said it was time for a divorce and it was a, a comedy article about splitting the country in two. 
you know, liberals on one side, conservatives on the other, and we'll see who needs whose help in 10 years. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's impossible, and I like the United States of America. Yes, I do. I did now, too. however, a San Andreas earthquake might, <laughs> you know, that might, uh, policy-wise, I, I wish no ill on you, people. No, I mean, either. And I, again, I think a lot of people have the best intentions. Like, uh, the prime example is... Um, Cory Booker. Look at, look at, look at the, uh, the Starbucks um, straw thing. So oh, they're Jesus. mad about the straws because the straws are killing the turtles, not a peep about the hypodermic needles. Yeah, they're actually letting people inject. Yeah, they're, they're, they're getting safe spaces oh, for, um, to shoot up. I, I, don't, I mean, and again, it's all good intentions. Well, they're going to do it anyway, so we'll give them clean needles. It's still, you're kind of defeating the purpose. And then, the, so there's no more plastic straws, but then you, right next to the candy that's wrapped in plastic. It's like, yeah, what's going on? Well, yeah, I mean, California, the land where you can't have a plastic straw, but you can go shoot up an illegal hype with a hypodermic yeah, yeah. needle provided on taxpayer dimes with illegal drugs. <laughs> I mean, whatever. So one of the other things, too, is, you know, I get a lot of people who talk about this podcast and they're like, oh, man, Carl, like, you're pretty harsh. Like, you're pretty intense about stuff. Like, you're cut and dry. There's no fluff. And I'm like, you know, I, I equate it back to being a team guy and being in, in a place where you don't have time necessarily to, you know, basically bullshit people and I've, I've said it time and time again that you know like it, it when you're in the business of killing like it changes you and you don't have patience it for really does crap. it really does it's uh, uh yeah it's like at first because <clears throat> i remember when the you know obviously there 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 was some stuff going on before 9-11 but not right. much yeah and so once the war started and you know friends started getting kills you're like well i need to get in the club i need to get a kill yeah and then when you when you first get a kill when you're in the moment it's so fast yeah but you can reflect on it later and that's that's when it does change. i don't think that uh i think it changed everybody everybody yeah. that went to war i think it changed them not i didn't you know like people ask him but i had a i had a at the 9 11 museum about the bin laden raid i had a, a woman come up and she's, she's just cute as ever she said uh do you still have nightmares about them? And I was like, why do I have fucking nightmares? We won. Yeah, <laughs> but then you do have nightmares about, I like about dinosaurs and sharks and stuff. It's like, right, right. I well, yeah, but coyotes the, the other night. The, yeah. The combat thing does, it, 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 it really, though, you, it, it, just the, the, how fragile life is. Like, we were talking about it right. earlier. Like, you're, you go toe-to-toe with a 35-year-old dude. Next thing you know, you kill him. And it, that, it, it's over. Right. And you, you, and, you know, you just start thinking about that. How, how, how did... I don't know. Just, I, you know, I thought about. It. I've, I've I've shot people in in their houses. You know, armed guys, but like their family. families. I've yeah, done it too. they're they're in there, and so what are they doing now? How did yeah. I affect them? It's like you think about this stuff, and it's it kind of does humanize it. But yeah. again, um, I've also seen Americans, uh, seals, rangers, um, go in harm's way to to move kids in out of the gunfight. Yeah, the good guys. Right. And so they, Al Qaeda probably wouldn't do that for our no. kids. No, hell no. So, they're, he, they're targeting them. Yeah, that's what I I'm mean, saying. I mean, that, that yeah. New Mexico, training Mexico thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, it's it. They're trying. They're not the people that I killed. They, they weren't. They weren't. They weren't Boy Scouts. No, no. Yeah. And you know, we're, we're we're elevating the level of intensity with you know, the situation. We're not trying to go in and kill people. We're trying to be precise. Right. But when they do fight, which they did, um, you got to neutralize them. And I want to, you know. We all want to go home too. That's that's part right. of the thing. So in order to, to, to help the guy next to me and he's helping me, we're going to have to kill people. Yeah. And that's just you know. And I want. I mean, you're the perfect guy to help me kind of humanize this because I've never really had anybody on that can talk about like high profile, you know, war. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look, I you know, I don't I don't have the same experience you do, but I I've been in, I've been in the shit in Baghdad and Fallujah and oh yeah around there. That's real stuff. And I mean, you were there at the same time as mm-hmm. I was, and it was. Yeah. 
you know, I, people always look at me and they're like, "Well, Carl, you're such an ass," or, you know, with your with your commentary on CNN or whatever. It's like you know what? Like, it's just I don't have time for for this bullshit of people, you know, trying to dance around the subject and use talking points to discredit some guy. That like, look, I I give a damn about Trump because he, while he may not be perfect for everyone, he's perfect. He's perfect for me, and I want people to you know just to hear that from a, a simple point of like, look, I'm not here. To you know, care about who he had sex with twenty years ago. Like I care about what the dude is. What's he doing now? Yeah, what's he doing now? And one of the big things that he's doing is, you know, he cares about the troops. And when I see him make comments like this, Bob Woodward's coming out with this new book. Yes. Where, you know, allegedly in there, Trump says that you know, like he's ripping the generals. He's like, these guys could run it better from there. You know, but run it better from the ground. Like, what are you doing? Like, how many more people are going to have to die or lose limbs? Like, I respect that, man. Like, I, don't yeah. think, I don't think a lot of people see it that way. No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, <clears throat> again, nothing against uh, general officers. You know, anyone who put their hand up and served the country. Yeah, kudos. yeah. But I think that but once you get to that general yeah, level, well, the, you're, you're the, a politician. I think the, yeah, the issue yeah. is now you're, you need to get appointed to the next rank. So you're going to tell people uh, what they want to hear. Yeah. Um, Sorry, we in the background, we're watching the food now. Watching watch the steak <laughs> on steak mute. Cooked. <laughs> There's a bunch of steak getting cooked on TV. Um, um, th- 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 there comes a point where you just tell them the good news. You don't want to piss your boss right. off. And you kind of get disassociated. Like, uh, So the person that I brief is going to go brief the general. So that major is going to tell the general what he wants to hear. Right. What's happening on the ground. We, we saw stuff in, in, uh, in Afghanistan in 2005. The war was basically over in Afghanistan. We had it won. Yeah. And uh, we had a couple guys, special operators, living in safe houses in different places. And they decided, because the surge worked in Iraq, that we're going to try it again in Afghanistan. And so not, this is not 2005, but they eventually led to the point where they're going to move the special operators out of the safe houses onto the base. They're going to put up the walls, bring in a bunch of new troops and MRAPs. Um, nobody gets off base unless they're you know the twenty year old scared kid driving hundred miles an hour. And the vendors where we were shopping before, they bring four of them onto the base. They jack the prices up eight hundred percent. They get rich. The locals see that we're running over their kids. What do you think's going to happen? <laughs> exactly. They're going to start hating us. Well, but it's because someone just told you know we we told them that, but they didn't. Well, you know this is the way we've always done it. Type of shit. And yeah. Then, and it, it failed. But it, what it is is it's it's a risk averse commander somewhere. Who's thinking about how he can, you know, survive his command? Not necessarily progress the war effort, but survive his survive his his, yeah. his his tenured, and then go on to do whatever. And I see that, and it just drives me nuts. And like, that's the same thing when we were going back to killing before. Is you know, I, how many ops did you come back from where there's some jag officer who's yeah. who's sitting there like, oh my god, like, can you believe, like, you, you killed innocent people? Why did you? Like, no, we didn't. We killed people who were shooting. Well, the, the locals didn't find any weapons. On of course, of course they, they didn't. They because they grabbed them. Yeah, exactly. They hid. They hid, they hid them. We. Uh, oh yeah. Every it got to the point with the shooter statements. Oh yeah. Where, and so we would have. Uh, well, they call them Afghan-led missions, which, whatever. Sure. They were there. Yeah. Um, present. But they'll uh, when you kill someone, they would have a shooter statement, and you have to have an Afghan sign it. And the guy couldn't even write, so he put he literally put, put an X. X. Yeah, and they're taking his word for it. It's like yeah. I swear to God, I'm not trying to murder people out here. This is there was bad yeah. people. <clears throat> it was the point where if we could shoot him, we would always take their picture to bring back, just in case. Then all of a sudden, well, we'd give them the intel, and then they say, well, there's no weapon in the picture. It's like, well, 
Then you put a weapon on the guy. The first thing you do is kick the weapon and, away. Yeah. And then they'll say, well, this doesn't look natural. How did it fall? It's like, well, he dropped the damn thing. It fell over here. And I couldn't get him. Jesus. And you're just trying to. Yeah. It's, it's like, I'm not in show business. I'm like, in the business of war. Like that, that show that pisses me off is NCIS because Mark Harmon makes them look so cool. NCIS yeah. pretty much is out there trying to burn sailors. Yeah, exactly. Try to try to get them, catch them doing something. I'll say, I had a run in with NCIS. I mean, 2009, we were court martialed for prisoner abuse. And, yes. Um, I remember that. Yeah, it was, it was total crap. How dare you punch a terrorist? So, the, the thing is, is like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, like, I've said time and time again, like, bro, we did stuff over there that wasn't always by the book, but that was one op that was 100% by yeah, the book. Yeah, right, right, right. And it was, I mean, we were, we were white glove treatment, and they take his word of a terrorist over eight And he was involved with the damn... Uh, Blackwater Bridge. The Blackwater Bridge, yeah. 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 He was the dude who hung the other seals. Hung the other seals, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, like, look, if we'd known we were going to get in trouble for it, we might as well have gone through with it anyway. But, yeah. I mean, it was, and we had the legal authority to shoot him on target. Of course. And we were told, don't shoot him because, you know, it looks bad for the war effort. I was like, give me, give me a break. Yeah. Well, even when people say about the Bin Laden raid, they're like, uh, where's the body cam footage? And, like, nobody wore a camera on that mission. Yeah. You think I want you guys watching on a Monday morning and yeah. saying, hey, I question whether or not this, what, beat yeah. it. just beat it. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like all these people. And that, you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier is I have so many people. You know, I've had, I mean, look, like my in-laws are liberal-ish. And I've had other people tell me that, well, you know, how do you know? Like, you're kill, you, how do you know you didn't kill innocent civilians? I'm like, when I dropped a bomb, I probably, maybe, maybe I did. But it's, you know what? I also killed the people who were trying to kill me to keep me from coming home to, to my family. Yeah, so let's, yeah. help, let's talk yeah. about us coming home to our families here in America first and, and, it, and it, I tell people like you know and I'm the first one to say like when I have a humanizing moment like one of my most humanizing moments was you know taking the life of a younger person overseas and I was like it hurts like I have kids and I look at my kids and I'm like you know that humanizes you man it is. makes you respect life and you know the notion of taking a life it's not hoorah in the movies and the video oh, games no. no it's it's like, holy shit, I just changed the course of an entire family tree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, no, then you get deep into thinking about that, too. And, uh -huh. uh, and uh, over there, too, there, you know, there's, uh, there's so many kids. There's so many, I mean, they have extra wives, and they have, like, three wives and a bunch of kids, and you blast a guy, and, I mean, bad guy, but then you, you provide yeah, how, What are they doing now? You know, it's yeah. like, they remember that. Not yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's and then we were talking about it earlier, too, like, when you, when you call and cast, you see people vanish. Yeah, we we were actually uh, uh, in oh, the 05 deployment when when um, the lone survivor op happened, and we had a call in. We called in A10s on uh, on Taliban. That dudes. was my platoon in Op Red Wing. Was it? Oh, that yeah, was that was yeah. the platoon I ended up going to. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we called in um, A10s, and that's obviously the. Uh, flying gun. They came up with that saying. There's a meme out there now that I think they came up with on the mountain when they said, uh, "What doesn't kill you makes you stronger." Except an A10. An A10 will fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we laugh about that because, like, we've been it's there. It's insane. Yeah. It's like a dragon. It is. Uh, you know, it, the that's the other thing. Is people want to armchair. I was on CNN again with, with some general who we were debating who would be a better commander in chief, Hillary or Trump, and obviously. <laughs> You know where I fall on that mm -hmm, one. True. And I told the guy, I was like, you know, respectfully, people like you are the reason we lose wars. Because the guy was like, well, we need diplomacy and we need to, you know, measure it. It's like, no, when you go to war, you need to wreak havoc yeah. and kill all the bad guys. Yeah, kill them. And then use diplomacy. Yes. 
kill them. Yeah, dipl- <laughs> diplomacy with, uh, yeah, now don't do this again or yeah. we'll come back. Yeah, shame on you. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at, like we said, in Afghanistan, uh, we start, all of a sudden we have our Marines and soldiers uh, into nation building. Yeah. That's not what they do. No, that's where you need the di- dipl- diplomats. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I always said on, you know, I said that in one of my books where I was just like, look, you know, you you want you want to kill bad guys, you send soldiers. You want to be diplomatic, uh, diplomatic mm-hmm. send diplomats. Yeah. And when that doesn't work, you send, send us back send in. Send us back in. But don't don't hold our hand. Don't 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 put body cams on micromanagement. Us. Yeah. And man. that's a problem with a, a a lot of them. The longer we stay there, the the more. I remember being in fights where, um, you know, guys maneuver from trees into a cave, and you try to call a hellfire. And they'll say, we're not saying there are women and children in the cave. Yeah. We just can't prove that there are not. So they yeah. deny But it. I can damn well prove you that the guy who's shooting at me is in that cave. Yo, he's in there. Yeah, so he that's his bad. This is where we need flamethrowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing, too, is I remember in my 2009 deployment, that was when the rules of engagement really got totally screwed up. And we had, if we wanted to drop Cass, we needed to call back to a bunker to some guy who would wake up the commander who was obviously sleeping at uh-huh. night because mm-hmm. that's... That's what they do. Yeah. And <laughs> that's what humans do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, so we would op at night because we wanted the enemy to be sleeping. Yeah. And um, he would have to, they'd have to wake him up, they'd have to brief him, and then he'd make the decision whether or not, he or she would make the decision whether or not we were, it, it was justified to drop a bomb. By this time, you know, two hours had gone by and we've either killed the bad guys or we've gotten out of doubt. Yeah, just leave. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just the micromanagement. <clears throat> yeah, when when the gloves are off, and especially when they even collateral damage, when they give us that latitude, we were better. We're not, I mean, we have the latitude, but we didn't use it because yeah. we're too we're precise. Right. But then they start restricting you zero collateral damage. You can't. You're not going to yeah. do anything with that. Well, it's the thing. I mean, wars wars need to be fought to win. And like, look, if I, if I could go my whole life and I tell all my friends, I'm like. I, you know, we'll get drunk at a bar and they'll be like, oh yeah, you know, I'd love to shoot someone or something. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I don't wish war upon anybody. Not me either. I don't wish killing upon anyone because, like, as much as I don't want to die myself, like, if I have to pull that tree, like, I had to break into my house. I went downstairs to, you know, deal with the situation. It's in my book. And I didn't fire a single shot because I didn't want to take a life. <laughs> and the judge told me, when I was, they wanted to charge me with excessive force for kids who broke into my house. Oh, really? Yeah. And wow. I, a judge was like, why didn't you shoot him? He was like, you were well within your legal right under Castle Doctrine. I said, man, I just came back from killing a ton of people, and I don't want to take lives if I don't have to. Yeah, no, I, I just want to have somebody not threaten my family. That's it. Just stay out. Get them out. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That, um, yeah, I mean, taking, again, like uh, before 9-11, everyone wanted to go to war. Then you go to war. It's like, man, I, I mean, I don't. Wish, I mean, this yeah. is this is some serious stuff. Well, you know what's crazy too is like as you know, you, you go through your first few ops. Like I remember my first deployment was, I was scared out of my mind. Uh, don't get me wrong, I was scared out of my mind every time. Uh, not out of my mind, but I was scared every single time I left the wire, because I was like, is this the night? Is it? This could be the night I don't come back. Yeah, and it's all. And it ta- I mean, all it takes is a one bad step, a yep. lucky shot, and, and it's, it's over. It. Yeah, I mean, and the, the you roll the dice enough times. You know, you're, you're going to get bit. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we've been, we got hit by some IDs. You've seen some stuff. And oh, yeah. it's like, you talk about these things with, with people who've never been there that don't understand, they don't have the same appreciation for America that we do. And when I see stuff like people saying, oh, I'd love to go to war or, or screw no. the flag or kneel for the flag, it hurts, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you d- you've never seen it. You've never, yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, uh, you know, 
I've seen, you've seen, like real poverty. I've seen kids in Afghanistan so poor they can't afford clothes. Yeah. Naked kids standing in open sewage. Yeah. That's poverty. Eating bugs. Whatever they can find. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, this is a great place. This country's a great place. And it's... You know, it's, and, and even again, going back to the flag, doesn't matter what you look like. If you're killed in combat, you come back in red, white, and blue. Right. They give a flag to your mom or your wife yeah. or your husband. Yeah. Um, um, and, and that's just what it is. And, and yeah, I mean, this is a great place. You're, you can do anything. anything. Yeah. yeah. And then like that, my book, The Operator, I wrote that based on, it's called The Operator because that's the life of the operator. That's what yeah. Rangers and Marines and SEALs, the operator does. And it's just a positive attitude, teamwork one step at a time one meal at a time one evolution right. at a time and you can do anything you want it's because of this country a lot of places you can't do that yeah and i see and that's the the, the message i see now from a lot of this trump opposition is that you know america like cuomo america was never great it's like bro you have never stepped outside your bubble and if america isn't great you explain to me why your family has been in charge for three or four decades yeah and how you, you haven't fixed it yeah and haven't <laughs> fixed it yet i mean well yeah and he said that uh ice is a bunch of thugs so yeah. Law enforcement that is enforcing the law—they're thugs now. Yeah, and uh, uh, you know, it's 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 just I don't I don't I don't get. It. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the politicians—they've been there for so long. Again, I brought up uh, John James uh, from Michigan, my friend. Who's I love running, that dude. Running, he's awesome. Running for Senate, and uh, he's running against Debbie Stabenow, now, who's been a forty-plus-year politician. What she actually she, she admitted that she didn't know there were veterans' problems for the last ten years because she's running against an Apache pilot, Ranger Tab Apache pilot. Uh, now she she should say she's all about the vets because I just didn't pay attention. Yeah, but that's the kind of stuff. Like if it's so bad, why why haven't you fixed it? Why does Maxine Waters' district look so horrible? Yeah, they don't even have like their roads have potholes the size of garbage cans. Yeah. She doesn't. Even, you know, she doesn't even live in the district. No, and, of course not. And then her daughter owns some company, some consulting company that and gets paid like half a million a year. It's like, are you kidding me? And you have a problem with Trump or? I mean, this is well. Again, it goes back into the the selfish party politics. If they can keep keep their voters voting, they get personal power. They get to stay in the party. Yeah. So I mean, it is to me that kind of stuff. It, like I'm sitting here rubbing my temples right now because it gives me such a headache when I, you know, I see people that are so ungrateful. You know, I, my friends who have who have kids who are you know teenagers and stuff like that. And some of them are in this mindset from school where they're being taught that like. You know things about America are so bad, and it's like, dude, go to Venezuela or go to Chad, <laughs> yeah. Sudan, yeah. Nigeria, Somalia. Like, well, even look at the the people that quit their jobs and they said they're going to ride their bikes around the world to prove that people are generally good, and they got stabbed to death and probably beheaded yeah. by ISIS. Yeah, like there are people. It's just sad. I mean, there there are people out there that don't like you because you don't believe what they believe. Yeah, and that, that's real, and it's not. It's just. I mean, it's a real thing, and not. I mean. The majority of people yeah. are good, but um, there are a few bad eggs out there that just it's a lot of bad eggs, man. And, and to to stick your head in the sand and say we don't need stuff like ice and their thugs and just and to hate cop. I mean, like we're going back to Kaepernick. We're wearing you know pig socks because you're pro. I mean, like let the, the first off the numbers and the statistics don't support his narrative whatsoever. No. Um, and w when I see someone disrespect a cop, man, I, I, that puts me into war mode. I'll tell you what, I agree. I mean, I, 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 I work with cops quite a bit, and they, boy, they put up with a lot of shit. Yeah. And again, and I know that it's been said over and over, but when, when something happens, that's the first people you call. Right. And they're going to come in. You, you see videos weekly of cops running into burning buildings. Yeah. I, I saw it last week, and then they're, um, you know, for 40 grand a year. Yeah, and they just—I mean, <clears throat> I wish that narrative was different because generally cops, cops are 
they're good people. They yeah. really are. I yeah. Mean, I've, you know, I've, I've gotten tickets before that I couldn't talk my way out of, but uh, yeah. whatever. Um, um, yeah, I mean, they're, gen they're generally good. I think people are generally good, too. But the narrative, especially with, uh, you know, someone like Eric Holder that was kind of bad-mouthing the cops, people are going to listen to him, and they're going to turn it into something us against them. Yeah. And that's kind of what went down, which well, is too bad. That's what's gone down in a lot of these, you know, I mean, like, you look at the Freddie Gray case, and which is one of Kaepernick's, like, token instances, you know, Freddie Gray when he got put in the van and killed by cops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're standing up there talking, you know, they're protesting for racial inequality. I'm like... So let me get this straight. Under a half-black president with a black attorney general, with a black police chief, a black district attorney, a majority black police force, you're pissed off about racial inequality? Like, give me a break, that. man. Well, then they turn it into they'll turn it into uh, it's the cops against us. You know, it's it's all this. Yeah. It's 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 not. It's, man. it's again. You know, I'm again white kid from Montana. I, I I don't have a lot of the same experiences, but um, yeah, yeah. It I, just it's I, I just I don't like seeing cops get shit on. Well, that's the thing, and, and since my resignation, I've actually gone around, and I've, I've taken time to spend time in some of the communities, the ones that, you know, I probably offended the most by, like, yeah, some, some asshole comments I made, just trying to get ratings, but, and I've gotten a chance to meet them, and they're like, you know what, Carl, like, whatever, you said some stupid stuff, like, and this is the, this is the, ver the very communities that the liberal, white liberals are saying that I offended so badly. Yes. And they're like, yo, you're good, man, like, we're cool. That, yeah, and that would be nice, too, if people, you know. People say dumb stuff. Trust me, <laughs> I've said dumb stuff. <laughs> but you know, it's like I, I, you know, if you're if you're sincere with an apology, I think you should. But I, I think we're we're just we're too quick to label everybody too. Yeah. But I think if someone is legit, hey, I'm an idiot. That was fucked up. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, I was five years ago. I was no fan of Kanye West. I thought he was an arrogant sob, and nothing to do with skin color. I didn't like the Kardashians because I thought that they were just like a bad influence on society because they were like literally famous for being famous. Yes. And people idolized them. And, you know, now I see they, they come over and what not their support for Trump has made me um, is, has made me kind of like them as much as the fact that I really like the fact that they're encouraging this free thought. No, I do too. Yeah. I like that uh, Kim Kardashian went to the Oval Office and talked about freeing that woman who was life in prison for marijuana and, and President Trump pardoned her. Yeah. That's, hey, that's fiction stuff. Yeah. Deal. And you know what? Like, and I don't think she's a huge Trump fan. She's not. <laughs> but she went she's there not. and she did something. Yeah. And they worked it out. That's how you can do it. I mean, maybe our Democratic senators and congressmen can take a page out of that notebook. <laughs> but, and now, you know, the left wants to crucify them. It's like, they're not, like, look, Kanye, he likes Trump on a personal level. Yeah. And they get along and that's awesome. Yeah. But, you know, for them to say, you know, for for people to just blanketly now write off Kanye West, like, yeah, that's, and they will too. Uh, you know, and there's both sides of that. Like um, President Trump, you know, famous for Twitter, obviously. Uh, I think missed on a couple golden opportunities with mm -hmm. like uh, uh, Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. uh, how he said, well, he's just not invited for winning the title of LeBron. I mean, that's an opportunity to extend the olive branch, man. Yeah. I mean, now LeBron said he would never go there to the White House. But if I mean, it's, it's just, it just sucks that people you know yeah. to turn their backs, man. If, imagine if President Trump and LeBron got along. Whoa, like that that would be something for the whole <laughs> the whole country. Uh, but the thing is, is like Trump is you know I, I my wife had wasn't a Trump person. She was a she was a Jeb Bush fan. Uh -huh. And that this is the thing about Trump that people don't know is that and you've met the guy. Yeah. He's she didn't was like ah you know I really don't care too much to meet him like I'm, he's not my this is during the primary when Jeb was still in the race she's like he's not really my guy he's not gonna win anyway and yeah so I was like you know what just meet the guy and she met him and she left that room and said 
my God, he made me feel like I was the most important person. Yeah, he's ever. good at that. You'll notice too, like the more if uh, if you're a president or a billionaire or both, chances are you're pretty charismatic. Yeah, and that's what he was too. Well, he we went to dinner at the at the White House. Uh, my wife and I and uh, and uh, Pig, uh, Pete Hegseth and his uh, his girlfriend and we had dinner and President Trump said uh, we're done with dinner and he said hey do you want, do you want to see the um, the Lincoln bedroom and it's like yeah I do yeah so, so, we, so we go upstairs we walk in there here's here's Abe Lincoln's bed here's Abe Lincoln's desk went to the um, the window facing the South Lawn underneath glass is the Gettysburg Address signed by Abe Lincoln. Yeah. At total out of body experience, right? Oh yeah. I turn around. President Trump is leaning against the wall, and he goes, "You know, Rob, not everybody gets to see this, unless of course you donate to the Clinton Foundation." And I'm like, "You just can't help yourself. Yeah. You just can't stop." <laughs> That's awesome. I yeah. mean, here's the thing: is like, look, I would have gone to the the White House when Barack Obama was president. Oh yeah. I didn't like the guy at all, but respect it, the office. It's it, yeah, I respect the office. I you know, and I said in my book, like I was pretty hard on Obama. I was like, but he's still the commander in chief. You know, got to yep. give him something. Yep, and he, you know, different different ideas. He's he's trying to do what he thinks is best. Yeah, just exactly. diff, different ideas. Yeah. People Which just think different. Happened to fail in every time they were implemented. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was in, I was involved with two of his calls because he 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 just got in office when we left Virginia Beach to rescue Richard Phillips, okay. and he let us go on the Bin Laden raid. So it's like yeah. Can't be, I can't be too mad at him. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah, he, he, he let that you healthcare thing's another story. Yeah, <laughs> again, that's a whole new looks, podcast. Looks great on paper. Yeah, looks great on paper. Great I mean, on everyone paper. should get healthcare. I love, I love it. Yeah, it's just so. pretty expensive. Free stuff is expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, Rob, thanks for taking <laughs> yeah, the time. This how is, how I'm can glad people follow you um, on Twitter and Instagram at Mikhuya. That's a funny story. Yeah, tell um, me that story. McHuya, obviously... Because I got him made fun of you the first time you Oh, yeah. That. Well, so did I. Um, <laughs> there was a couple of us at SEAL Team 6 that, that they said, hey, uh, you got to get on Twitter because we just fuck with each other. And yeah. so I, I thought, oh, Huya for SEALs and McHuya for being an Irish SEAL. So I put yeah. at, at McHuya. Seven followers. My <laughs> name leaks. I get 10,000 followers overnight. And I'm like, shit, I guess I'm McHuya now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is when I was in, was at the dawn of social media, kind of the same time you were. And so... They were the you know group two. I wasn't a damn neck. I was at over at uh, you know the vanilla what they call the vanilla team. The vanilla that always pissed me off. Yeah. So uh, which like, was ironic because my nickname was the vanilla gorilla. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so they. Um, the only difference is the gorilla can't bench press as much as you can. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, they tell me they're like look you you know we're putting out all of our alerts for family events and like special things through Facebook. And I'm like, but we just sat through a, a thing like 30 days ago saying we can't be on Facebook. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, which is it, homie? Yeah, yeah. So that's funny. So you get the book, The Operator? The Operator is the book. Um, it's Now it's in, in Das Boot. It's, oh, I got like three languages, Der Operator. So we got it in Czech, German, the Queen's English. So we spell Valor with a U in there somewhere. Uh, I think Spanish, Portuguese, uh, French, yeah, a, a couple languages. Pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah. That's out there. You can get signed copies at robertjoneal.com, which will direct you to rjoapparel.com. Oh, snap. Apparel. Yeah. Apparel. Hats and stuff. And we do have the shirt, even though we're not trying to get too political about it, um, with the nice red, white, and blue skull on the front that says, I stand up. Nice. Yes. Maybe you should like get a cologne called like Essence of American or something. <laughs> what is it going to smell like? I want royalties Burning. on that, by the yeah, way. There you it's going to smell like bacon. It's a, yeah, well, <laughs> bacon and beer. All right, Rob. Thanks so much yeah, for Yeah, Carl. Thanks for, thanks for having me.